Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Tracy, welcome to the Something Super Spiritual podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I get to be on the other side of the mic, finally. I know, it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Tracy does a podcast with Cassie called The Metaphysical Happy Hour, and it is so much fun. So you guys, if you haven't heard that yet, check it out because it's a super blast. It goes live on TikTok and Facebook, and, and they interview amazing spiritual people all over the place, mediums, psychics, authors, you name it. We do it. You do. You do do it. And it's super fun. (laughs) And I love your music up front about good people knowing good people. That is just, it is so catchy and it's just true. It is true. And hopefully it sets our intention to invite all the people that are the cool people too. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. (laughs) So Tracy, um, oh, there's so much I want to talk to you about. So so much to unfold. So oh my gosh. Yeah. You know right? what? Let's start with, let's start at the beginning. Okay. And, and just like, you know, um, um, kind of like kind of important bullet points. Cause I know you have this amazing book that we're going to talk about yeah. and, uh, people will hear a lot, get more of the details within the book, but just, just, a a, a brief explanation to, to what it was like to be a little girl, Tracy. Yeah. Oh, little girl, Tracy. It's so interesting because I think you're either born with this gift, I mean, or you lead in it to through trauma. So there's different ways that people come about their spirituality and their awakening. And for me, mine was definitely through trauma. So little girl Tracy was trauma ridden Tracy. So it's crazy. I have very little memory of my childhood, except for the bad parts, of course. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I think what led me on this journey was healing the little girl in me, right? And I think as you start healing, other things start happening. And and I'm a big believer that mediumship goes side by side. It's like a parallel journey. You develop your mediumship and your spirituality and you you heal at the same time. And it kind of goes hand in hand. And so that's kind of the synopsis. So my dad died when I was 19, fairly tragically. Um uh, he had bought a home in Midland, Texas. He had just retired from the military, he was going to go take his family to this new ranch. He bought a pecan farm. How crazy is that? Oh, wow. So, yeah. He went from the military and I'm going to go buy a pecan farm. I'm going to have pecan trees and that's what I'm going to do in retirement. Him and his um, army buddy actually went out to the farm to kind of get the house ready to bring his family down. And it was a cold, it was April and it was fairly cold. And so what they did is they let the heater and there was a faulty latch. And because the latch didn't close, my dad died of carbon monoxide poisoning. So pretty tragic. Um, so I can pinpoint exactly April 19th, um, 1990 is 
when I became interested in spirituality and mediums, because I had an experience with my dad passing, unfortunately, back then it was before all these TV shows and the mm-hmm. internet and that there was so much information out there. So, you know, I was like a lot of people, I thought the only people that had this gift were the ones that were on TV. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. the, um, what is John Edwards of the world? Uh, yep. right. James so Dog. all the, I watched all those yep. right throughout my early twenties. Um, Sylvia Brown was really yep. popular yep. back then. Mm-hmm. I bought all her books cause that's what I wanted to do. But I think during that time, just, I was in a marriage to a, a man who was predominantly Catholic, raised Catholic. Ugh, so any kind of talk about spiritualism, talking to dead people was probably not allowed in our home. And then mm-hmm. I was raising kids. I was a soccer mom, worked full time. And so all that kind of stifled any kind of development I would have had until I found myself alone and my kids all left and went to college and left. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, now what do I do on my weekends? And I think at that time in my journey, I was like sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I started healing and then, yeah, that's kind of how I had my very first reading with a medium named Jennifer Farmer. And I think that changed, that changed everything for me. That one reading, um, I was 45. So think about it. I lost my dad at 19 and I didn't get any healing until I was 45, but that reading changed everything for me. I felt the healing power of mediumship for the first time I met a medium face to face and she wasn't on TV and she wasn't super famous. And so that led me to this world of, wow, there's other people out there that can do this kind of work. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how it all kind of started for me. Yeah. That is amazing. And it's painful. And it's so painful. Oh, and I get it. I totally get it. Um, You know, different. At that time in my life, if you think about it, people who come through trauma, all we're trying to do is run from it, right? We're trying to numb, run, and hide. And exactly. 100%. That's where I was at 45. Mm-hmm. I was running. I was numbing. I was hiding. I wanted nothing to do with my own healing. I didn't even realize I had to do healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I just got tired of being tired and I started meditating. I started painting. I started having dreams and things were coming true. So anyway, we can go into my journey of when it all started, but that's kind of what led up to it. No crazy experiences. Nothing happened until I was 45. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Um, it might happen midlife too. You know, See? I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't a little kid seeing grandma or grandpa outside of the crib talking to me when I was three, you know, so no. I, I don't have the lifelong experience of understanding the feeling of the spiritual senses. Me neither. So, and, and it is, it's, uh, there's a lot of trauma related um, experiences that many of us mediums have mm-hmm. come through. You know, there's a lot of the people that I know, a lot of the colleagues that we know, I would say most of them have that story of being in the crib and that they grew up with it. They let it all go. They ignored it until, you know, when heaven is calling, they'll knock on your front door. And if you're not answering, they'll go to your back door. And if you're not answering, (laughs) they go to all your windows, (laughs) you know, and And they do totally. So um, for all of us that have this calling and internal of feeling yes. that we just can't deny. We just can't. So those, those people that have experienced it their whole life, and then we find people like us that like through, through this, this traumatic experiences of life where we just like open up for, for whatever reason. 
then we still don't believe it. Like, I don't oh, know if you're like me, but totally. in the beginning, mm-hmm. I want to see every psychic medium just to make sure oh, okay, it's really what I should be doing. <laughs> I needed someone else to validate me even yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely. I thought I was going crazy. I was sitting in the closet meditating, receiving all these visitations and 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 seeing these beings and flashes of light shows behind right. my eyelids and, yes. and, and, and hearing things. And, and I, I mean, I'd come out of that meditation and be like, okay, there's no way I was sleeping. I was sitting upright. I know I wasn't sleeping. I was not dreaming. I know I wasn't. And me too. I would go to every psychic to, for them to tell me, yes, you are psychic. Yes. You are a medium. (laughs) Yes. Yes, You are. And with each one, I'd be like, are you sure? sure? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I know. So I always tell my listeners, anybody out there listening, I'm validating you today. If you have (laughs) a feeling, if you have a calling, if you have a nudge, I say, go for it. Mm -hmm. Follow (laughs) it. Follow it completely. So let's go back to when you're 45. Yeah. And when you have that internal awakening. Yeah. So I'll tell you the story. It's kind of an interesting story. So from 19 to 45, I have this interest. Again, we didn't have the internet. And again, we didn't have all these things. And I didn't know what signs to look for. I was one of those who thought they would stand at the end of my bed, clear as day, talking to me like normal. So I had really no understanding of mediumship. I had no idea what it was like um, until I saw Jennifer Farmer. I got that healing reading. And then I want to fast forward probably like a few years later. My daughter at the time was going through a lot and I wanted her to have the same kind of an experience. So I took her to see a medium and that lady during that reading had told her something. And she told her, you know, you could do this work. And I remember sitting there, I was in the reading with her and I was like, what, what do you mean? She could do this work. Like my dad died. I was 19. I've been interested in this. Oh my gosh. And then one reading and she tells my daughter that she could do this work. And so that was my awakening. We're like, oh my gosh, maybe normal people quote unquote, I'm yep. normal. Yep. Maybe we could learn to do it. Maybe we did have a calling. Maybe all the trauma I did go through was for something. Right. Cause remember up until then I was rum- I was numbing, running and hiding. Mm-hmm. I was not in a good space mentally. And so I left that reading with my daughter and I went and looked up the very first metaphysical story I could look up. And it's really interesting. We're going to talk about breadcrumbs, I'm sure, but mm-hmm you know, when you're meant to do something and things just unfold, right? So if you take me back to 45, I was divorced, single mom, three teenagers now off to college, working paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. And that's just kind of how I was. I was a young mom. I had my first child at 20. I had just the year before come into an inheritance and I had bought a plane ticket to London for a month because my best friend had just moved there, right? She had just moved to England. Um, They were expats for, I think, Citibank. Her husband worked for Citibank. So she moved there. So for the first time in my entire life, I had this, this money that I could do something with. I had never traveled. I had never done anything. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go to England. I'm going to go visit her for a whole month. I'm going to take time off and I'm going to go. And I think that was one of the breadcrumbs I had added my plane ticket. So fast forward to when I walked into that metaphysical store and I said, look, I'm here. Something's happening. I think I want to be a medium. Can I start taking these classes? So I started taking classes and then they told me, well, you know, there's Arthur Fenley College 
just outside of London, England that maybe you should go to. And I was like, huh, I already have a ticket to England. I'm already going to London. I'm going to London in April. This was in January. I'm already going to be there for a month. So I'm like not even kidding three months into my journey. And I was already in Arthur Finley um, for my first time ever. And I got to go to the college. Yeah. And one of my very first experiences connecting to spirit was there and I'll never forget it. It's just, it's the most craziest thing because I don't think I ever had an experience ever. Mm -hmm. And here I am, I'm at this college because I'm going to be a medium. I think I can do it. They put me in the beginner's class, kind of beginner intermediate. I'm like, never (laughs) done it before. Yes. And on day two, my, my tutor was Jackie Wright. And she said, has anybody in this classroom never connected to spirit before? And me, I'm raising my hand proudly because no, I don't think I have. And I hear, I think I'm about to get a free reading. So I raise my hand, right? And she says, okay, come up in the front of the class. And I was, she brought me up in front of like 19 people. I think there was 19 people in the class. And she said, okay, Tracy, I want you to close your eyes and tell me who's standing at the door. When I tell you I was sweating, I couldn't believe I was standing up there in front of all these people. I had never done this before. And she kind of walked me through it. And I told her, I have a lady here. She's a mom. She had something to do with her stomach is how she died. And she would prompt a question and I would just answer it. And then she said, okay, Tracy, I want you to open your eyes. And who, who in this room is this lady here for? I was like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. So I made eye contact with every person in the room. They were all sitting in a semicircle and I was up in front of everybody and I looked and then I just locked eyes on this one lady and I said, that's your mom. And then she cried and said, yes. And then Jackie said, give her one name that would be important. And I said, crap, I'm going to make this up. I said, Michael, Michael. And the lady said, yeah, that's my husband. And he had just died two months prior. Oh, wow. And that was my very first experience. And I'll never forget it. Me and her are still friends on Facebook to this day, six years later. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jillian. But mm-hmm. that's my most first and most memorable experience was oh. that I ran up to my room and I said, I am a medium. I am a medium. I am mm-hmm. a medium. I am a medium. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, there it was. I, I was hooked. I was hooked. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I love that experience. I had a very similar experience myself. After three months of just starting to consciously practice, I was at Arthur Finley. And I and, and my very first reading too was was very very similar to that. And I was just like mind blown. Mind blown. Like where, how, what, you know, and and I mean, we were given that experience in that moment. To prove to ourselves. To prove it. Yes. You know, that we aren't making it up, that heaven is real. They are on the other side. Life does continue. It does. And all of that evidence that we were given in those, that the baby, baby steps that we were in. Yeah. You you just can't deny it. There's no denying it. You can't make it up. There's just no denying it. Mm -mm. And I think they make it loud and proud in the beginning so that you believe. And as you develop, it gets less and less and you have to become really aware of your awareness. Uh But in the beginning, man, I had some magical experiences and I was like, there is no way I am making this up. There Mm -hmm. is life after death. I I'm living proof. I can prove it to people now. Totally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. That is a beautiful, beautiful story. Yes. During your development. Yeah. Um, did you ever go back to Arthur Finley? Yeah, I was addicted. I went okay. every year for a while. Yeah, yeah awesome. I think I've been five times total. Yeah. I wish I could go back to being a beginner because I was just fearless then. 
now that I know what I know, and I've been through so much training, I'm afraid to go back to training. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting what we go through when, when we we know the truth, we know what, what's within us. We know that when we show up for spirit, spirit shows up for us, but yet we, we get into these moments where we're like, Oh my God, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I teach students now and I said, I am glad I am no longer where you're at anymore because that's <laughs> petrifying. Oh, petrifying. Totally. So during those, yeah. um, those initial years of development, yeah. what did you find most challenging? What were the hurdles that you felt were just yeah. stumbling blocks, you know? So one of my teachers told me this and I will never, ever forget it. And it's helped me and hopefully it'll help someone else. Whatever is wrong in your development journey is what is wrong with you personally. So I suffered just through my traumas, through bad relationships. I suffered major confidence issues, Mm -hmm. major. Mm -hmm. So then you get into this kind of work where you have to be confident. You Mm -hmm. have to say what you get. You can't question yourself. So the biggest hurdle, and it's still a hurdle for me, but is confidence. Like, I think I've mastered finally my confidence in phone readings, but I still struggle with my confidence in gallery. Like it is still a struggle. So it's still something fear, trusting, surrendering, building my confidence and just trusting what I'm getting and not being afraid to say it and not being afraid of the nose anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm at a totally different level. Like five years ago, if you would have told me no in a reading, I probably would have shut down hundred percent because I just thought I was going down the wrong way, a wrong path. Mm-hmm. Now I'm comfortable in my own skin. If I get a no, eh, I'm, I'm okay. Cause nine times out of 10, I get a yes. So I've developed that confidence, but it took a long time and it took development and years and years of going to practice circles, going to training, having a really difficult teacher pushing Mm -hmm. and pushing and pushing to finally get where I'm at today. But it was a journey for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's very common. I think the, I think for most of us, those challenges, those hurdles that we struggle with are, they are 100% within. They are. And, and, and they, they are tied to what you were talking about, the traumas that we hadn't yet healed, that we have to, Mm -hmm that we have to uh, face and work yeah. through and, and find that space of compassion and forgiveness for mm-hmm. ourselves and, and whomever it was that hurt us, you know, exactly. Or, um, you know, yeah, it, that is, that is the biggest part and mine too. Um, the confidence, you know, the confidence God. was, it was just, you know, um, I was talking with somebody a little while ago and, and it's when you're, when you're feeling that lack of confidence and you're relatively new in your development of, of your mediumship, your psychic mm-hmm. work, you know, the scariest thing is to open your mouth because, <laughs> <laughs> because that's where you're going to be completely shut down if you're wrong, right? If you're wrong. So you, you know, we're, we're trying to find our voice. We're trying to find where we fit in with everybody and, and where we fit in with ourselves and our spirit and our soul, you know? And so, you know, when you're trying to find your voice, the best thing to do is open your mouth. You just know? open and, it and, and do and it. Just go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. You know, probably the, along my journey, here's what a lot of mediums will do. Developing mediums. They want to develop and develop and develop until they're perfect. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes. I say develop, learn, but you've got to get out there and you've got to learn through trial and error. You've got to build your Rolodex. You've got, 
you've got to get the nose so that you can feel what it is like to get a no and how right. to recover from the no. So practice, practice. And it wasn't, I've been doing this for six years, but to be completely honest, I didn't gain my confidence until about a year ago when I had some success on TikTok. And I was booked out almost a hundred readings in a month. I had, I didn't have time anymore to second guess myself or to spend an hour meditating before reading. Right. I had to show up and boom, 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 because people were now paying me. Mm-hmm. And it, and that's, I learned most of my confidence kind of like jumping in the deep end. I just had to jump yep. and do it. Totally. I so get totally. that. Mm-hmm. That is, that's awesome. Tracy and I met each other uh, in 2019. 2000- 2019 in May, I had just been practicing for two months and we met at Colby Rebels weekend platform group platform Mm -hmm. and platform for those of you that don't understand platform, AKA the stage in front of an audience, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. How big of you to go two months in, I'm going to go platform. That's what I'm saying. When we're in the beginning stages, we don't know what we're doing. We're like, totally. And I figured, well, you know, if Colby suggested this, then spirit is talking through her. So I must be supposed to say yes. So, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. do it. And I'm telling you that entire month leading up to that weekend, I was miserable because I was bouncing back and forth between what am I thinking? I'm not ready. What am I thinking? You can't do this. Who do you think you are? You're not ready, you know, for an Mm -hmm. entire month battling these, this internal dialogue, you know? Yes. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And it was amazing meeting you guys and, and yeah, and it worked. And it's amazing what you can do. Oh my gosh. We don't think, we don't think we can do it until someone sees something within us that we can't see from ourselves. Oh, so true. It's so right. Totally. saw something. mm -hmm, Yep. And and that's the most amazing thing when you have good teachers, because more than likely in that moment, you don't believe in yourself yet. So when you have a good teacher that believes in you enough to cover the fact that you don't believe in yourself, that support and that strength is, is everything. It's everything. Yes. What Colby did for me, she flew to Dallas and she said, we're going to do a gallery together. Huh? You want me up there with you in front of 85 people? No. Yes. Yes. Damn, she did make me do it. But when that weekend was over, I'm like, oh, I did it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure if I want to do it because I get so nervous speaking in front of people. Yes. But mm-hmm. she saw something, right? And she pushed. And and again, I think fear is our number one block. And we are our own, we are our own blocks, right? We Completely. allow fear mm-hmm. to keep us from achieving some of our highest potential. So anytime you're you're fearful, I would just say get out of your comfort zone. You don't get anywhere staying in a comfort zone anywhere. Right. No, it, it, you don't. It, it, don't. That growth that happens in that blinding fear, blinding is is, is exponential. You know, yes. you because you can't you can't grow, you can't move when you're sitting there behind your own closed doors. You can't. You know, and, and, you're and your I own get trauma. It, you know? You're in your own. You're, you're telling your own you're, story. <laughs> you are caught up in your own narrative that is just a lie. It's just a lie. It is. You know, and and, uh, somebody once told me that, you know, the ego, the ego is there thinking that it wants to protect us. 
And 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 it, it creates these this narrative, this story. Oh, you're going to get laughed at. You're going to look like a fool. You're going to be wrong. You're going to look like a fraud. You're going to be called a con artist. You're going to, yes. you know, all this stuff. So the the ego is thinking, oh, it's going to, you know, we just need to, we need to be safe. We need to be safe. Be safe. We don't want to get hurt. Safe. We don't want to have our feelings hurt. We don't want to yeah. get, uh, uh, have a lynch mob after us. You know, we don't want to burn at a stake. So, you know, that's where I think we need to, uh, you know, really embrace that ego on our insides and just mm-hmm. give it a big hug, you know, like, and just tell it, you know, we're going to be okay. We're going to be gonna okay. Be fine. Yeah. Yep. We're going to be okay because we have people like, like Colby or, or our yeah. tutors in England that have our back and, and, and our colleagues, our friends like you and me, we have each other's yeah. backs, you know, and all yeah. of our other friends out there, you know, we're also yeah. supportive to each other. And it's such an amazing community. It's, it it's is. It community. is. And I remember at Arthur Finley, we would get readings from the, the tutors. And I remember Jackie, right, giving me my first reading over there. And she said, you know, you're going to be successful at this. You're going to be a platform demonstrator. You're going to have merchandise. And I'm sitting, you are crazy. I am not. And here we are six years later. And here I am. Like, it's all coming true. And it's all happening. Like, it's just phenomenal. It's I have to tell someone, if you if you have the nudge, don't let fear stand in your way, push through it, push through it. On the other side of this healing journey is just a remarkable life. I have the most remarkable life now, and it's a complete 180 from where I was six years ago. So I'm, yeah. I'm completely blessed and honored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And I'm just yes. so happy to be having this conversation because, <laughs> because our, our, um, our paths are so parallel, you know, we have, we've very parallel. Yes. Who helped you the most? Who inspired you the most during that development? And I know that we like, I've got probably four or five or six names on there that I could throw out at any time. Mm-hmm. I have to say probably the biggest would be Colby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy. You know, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. It's so right? true. Mm-hmm. And I had been to England several times. Unfortunately, the tutors from England aren't accessible here in the United States completely. They call them like once a year or something. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like, okay, there's a big lack, I think, in this, in the United States with some good mentorship or good teachers out there who, who really teach and do this kind of work and mentor students and things like that. And I remember just being on Facebook. And this lady pops up on my feed, had no idea who she was. She was from LA. She caught my attention and I had no idea the role that that woman would eventually play in my life, Mm -hmm. right? Just Mm -hmm. from a coincidence popping up on Facebook. I think she was, she had just wrote wrote her first book. She was doing some coffee with Colby's in the morning. Mm -hmm. I started following her. I started listening and it's just I just feel like spirit drops these little nuggets of breadcrumbs for us, right? A hundred percent. And if we take it and we don't second guess ourselves and we don't overthink it mm-hmm. and we just do, mm-hmm. it's amazing what the outcome will be. And I continue to, to do that. So Colby was my mentor. Um, and just recently, another medium popped up on my Facebook talking about business classes and masterminds. And I didn't second guess for some reason I felt called and I just did it. Right. So, and I'm hoping that this medium becomes an integral part of my journey as well. Cause I just at that point in my journey where I don't second guess it, mm-hmm. if I get a feeling, if I get a nudge, I'm just going to go with it. Cause I feel like I'm being divinely guided hundred mm-hmm. percent. And, and you, you know, that feeling by now, you know, you, you start to really recognize what that feels like on your inside. 
Whereas before, you know, we would have been second guessing ourselves or, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, you know that now. And I know it now. I know it's so empowering. And it goes all the way back. Can I tell my red couch story? So, you know, please, because I just love it. Let me read the back of your book. Okay. Okay. So Tracy wrote this book called You Can Be a Medium. Are you being called by spirit to become a medium? As a child, Tracy Escobar lived with the secrets of a painful abuse. And then at 19, her heart was shattered by the sudden death of her father. She carried the weight of these unhealed traumas into her 20s and 30s, and then spiraled into self-hatred and poor life choices into her 40s. And then a red couch changed the course of her life. Tracy learned to decode the secret language of spirit and unveiled her true calling and now enjoys a successful career as one of America's most highly acclaimed psychic mediums. You Can Be a Medium is an engaging guide that will develop your intuitive capabilities through exercises, tools, inspiring meditations, and the story of a very special red couch. (laughs) Oh, I just get goosebumps. I mean, that just, oh, it gives me chili bones everywhere. I just like, I just, I can't wait to get this book. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it was so important for me to write it. And it's so important. And it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done because I had to get really raw and you have to go back and revisit your trauma. And I thought, I thought like, if I'm going to write this, I have to tell my story. I'm going to be judged hundred percent and that's okay. But I had to be recognizable to people. Right. And, and so I'm really raw and I tell everything. I tell the journey, I tell my trauma, but I think the most magical part is just this red couch. So, you know, I lost my dad at 19 Mm-hmm. never having a spiritual connection until 45. And then all of a sudden the color red became super significant. I was noticing red flowers. I was noticing just red, red cardinals. We, we, we normally atten- uh, attach those to our loved ones in heaven. Right. And so mm-hmm. I was seeing them over and over and I was just red was popping out everywhere. And at this point I was starting to meditate and I was starting to have visions and things like that were starting to happen. And I remember going out on a hike one day I stopped and I was with um, a friend of mine and I stopped and I, out of nowhere, and this is crazy. This is kind of how spirit is out of nowhere, out of my mouth came, how random would it be if there was a red couch out here in the middle of nowhere? And I don't know where that came from. And looking back, I do know where it came from, right? I think it came from spirit, sure. but mm-hmm. there was this thought and I just verbalized the thought. Thankfully, I verbalized it and someone was actually there to hear it. And then about a week later, again, these breadcrumbs, right? My dryer broke and that forced me to have to go to the local laundromat to finish the laundry. And while we were there drying the clothes, um, my friend and I decided to go for a walk and where the laundromat is, if you walk behind it, there's a big field. And then there's a, there's like the, uh, a lake, Lake Louisville. And so we went, we're going to go to the lake and just kind of walk around while my clothes were drying. But as soon as we turned the building, there was an abandoned red couch. Right. there. <sighs> and I said, okay, that's it. That's going to be the name of my business. I am a medium and I'm going to walk this journey. And that's how I became the red couch medium. And it wasn't until I was writing my book that I realized something how insignificant red was ever since my father had died. And I had not realized it at my dad's funeral. I wore a red dress. Everybody else wore black and I was the only one I wore red at 19 and it just came full circle. 
And then that's why um, the red couch medium. There you go. That is beautiful. It's a beautiful story. And it just goes to show you spirit. Was my time when I was 19? No, I still had to go through some things, right? Mm -hmm. I still had Mm -hmm. to have children, raise children. I still, so I wouldn't ever compare my journey to anybody else. It's divine timing. When it's meant to be, it'll be, Uh right? Mm -hmm. I had to be Mm -hmm. out of a marriage that would allow me to do this kind of work. I had to be done of kids because kids were taking up every weekend and all my life. Right. So as the time came, it all unfolded exactly how it should. Yeah. Wow. That is an amazing story. Yeah. So super excited that the book's coming out. I think it'll be out by the fall. I hope someone gets inspired. I didn't know I could be a medium. So I want to inspire you to be a medium. You will totally inspire. I mean, I am inspired just by reading this and I want to read it just because you wrote it and (laughs) you know, (laughs) thanks. Um, yeah. yeah. So to segue from the healing that you were talking about, the healing that you did for yourself, the healing that you experienced moving through your trauma as you developed into this medium, give us an example of one of those readings that, that really was a springboard of healing for the sitter in front of you? Oh, it's a hard question because we do so many readings at this point in my career, but I do. Mm-hmm. The hardest ones are the children that have passed mm-hmm. away. And I do. Yes. I, I have three uh, mamas okay. that I stay mm-hmm. in contact with. And one of them was this beautiful, beautiful family from Alabama who traveled all the way to Dallas to see me. Um, And she came probably five months post her 19 year old son being killed in a single um, car accident, single car, car accident. So it was just him driving. And so I was her first ounce of closure, right? So when your child's taken that traumatically, there was talk that maybe it was on purpose. So anytime it's a single car, you wonder what happened. Was it on purpose? Um, did he mean to do it? What was his state of mind? Did he hurt? Um, and so just to give that family the peace of mind to know that he didn't suffer, that he did not do it on purpose. He was just a 19 year old boy who was going too fast around a curve. He had just fought with his girlfriend. So he wasn't thinking clearly, but I was able to give them that peace and that comfort. And I still am in contact with that mama today. They come see me now on his birthday every year. So it's become this thing and that I've, I've actually got to see the progression. I got to see the mom who could barely hold it together. The first reading to a mom who was willing and needing to listen and have questions and, and has come so far on her healing journey. So I think that one has been pretty remarkable. Uh I haven't big time. I have one more that's traumatic and it's tragic and but the lesson in it, I think is pretty remarkable as well. So I have a family mm-hmm. in West Virginia who were involved in a pretty publicized murder case. Um, her cousin was murdered by her son and he murdered his brothers and his mom. So a 16 year old boy went in, killed his stepdad, killed his mom and killed his, I want to say 12 year old brother and three year old brother shot them all dead. Wow. And so I've been working with that family and, you know, bringing through the mom because of course the 16 year old is in prison at the moment and there's a lot of hate and there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of angst um, and no one's going to see him and he's not showing remorse, 
But I think from the spirit side and why I'm in this family's life is to show them empathy, understanding, compassion, right? That this is still a child. And even though he's killed his mom, that's still his, that's still her baby, right? And so trying to give them planting the seeds of hope and compassion and learning to forgive and hopefully to move them along their journey as well. So, but I think she comes through just to help the family deal with the trauma and to help be a vessel of forgiveness for her son that's left here. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Spirit is, I mean, what is, I mean, everything, everything, Everything. like Mm -hmm. it, it just like, it's just mind blowing. You know, I, I tell, I, I receive a lot of traumatic um, experiences as well from spirit with my sitters. And what I find myself repeating after reading, after reading, after reading, you know, when we get over there, when we're done in this earthly form and we make our way over there, mm-hmm. You know, I, we still have healing to do. We can continue healing over there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we just keep growing and we keep growing. But while we're here, and this is what spirit tells us all the time, when we're here, this is where the growth happens. So, so if we have these experiences that were very traumatic with loved ones or, or losses or, you know, now is the time to really open your heart and find that space of compassion, empathy, forgiveness, because all of that healing that happens between now and the time we get there is, is exponential growth for our soul. Yes. The healing between the dash, right? Uh Like this completely. completely. And I, I, and I think that's the lesson we want to teach in every single reading too, is like, look, you're here. You're here to grow. Take your experiences, although negative, and learn from them and create a positive outcome from it. It makes me really sad. The people that pass on without doing any healing this lifetime, I yes. get really sad for them because this is this is yeah. the place to do it. Yes. Yes. God, source, whatever you want to call it, gives us experiences and they're not always easy, but they're always meant to help us grow. Always. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to see always. it at the time. Very. And hindsight's 2020, but if you can just, while you're going through it, just know there is a blessing in the lesson. I promise. There is. Yes, there always (laughs) is. There always is. And when you get that loved one on the other side, that's coming through with this enormous apology. Oh, yes. And describing, you know, their experience and what they did. Yes. Um, You know, at the beginning of my readings, I have learned that I, I have to say, if there's anybody that you experience trauma with mm-hmm. in this life that you don't want to talk to, if, if they come in and you don't want to talk to them, that's totally fine. Yep. You let me know. No feelings are hurt. It's all good. We'll just move on. Same. Um, and, and having that, um, that awareness, mm-hmm. nobody has declined the loved one that has either abused them or hurt them in any way. And they've taken the time to truly listen. Just listen. Yeah. 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 And, and in that listening, really finding that place in their heart where they just start to open up and think, Oh, you know, maybe she really did do the best she could. Yeah. Yeah. It's giving them that different perspective, right? That's what we're Mm -hmm. here to do. Mm -hmm. Give you that different perspective. 
And I've had some people say, no, I choose not to. And I'll, I'll just tell them and that's fine. Yes. He's taking this opportunity to provide some healing for you. And if you're not ready, then that's fine too. But hopefully one day you'll come back to see me and we'll do a whole session to give you closure during uh, regarding this whole issue. So that's what I do too for mine. <sighs> so powerful. Yes. It's powerful. Totally. If people would just surrender and let spirit work their magic. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is such an honor to be their voice you it know, is. to do what we do. It is. It's an honor. It's and a gift. It's an honor. It's an ability. It's amazing. We're yeah. lucky, right? That we chose mm-hmm. this path. We're mm-hmm. lucky that we set out to do yeah. it. We, we literally participate in miracle after miracle, after miracle, after miracle. Yes. And we choose and to participate. Just, it's incredible. So any of you out there that are listening to this, if you feel inspired. If you felt like you felt that nudge on your insides, if you ever questioned, look up Tracy. <laughs> look me up. Get her book. Get her book. You can be a medium. You can be a medium. She's, she teaches. She's a wonderful teacher. Thank you. She's an, incredibly nurturing and supportive and compassionate. So you have nothing to be afraid of. And like I said earlier, the only way you can find your voice is to open your mouth. Open. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. And the only way you can experience a medium is to actually book an appointment. So, right. You got to tell you, Absolutely. don't be scared. I get <laughs> no. so many people who call they are so nervous and they're so scared, but there's really nothing to be scared about. No, yeah. most of my clients no, say it's so kind of like talking to a friend. I said, that's what it's supposed to be like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. their essence comes right through. Just comes right their through. You're just talking right to them through. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me, Jeffrey. It's been well, amazing. thank you. I'm excited about your journey. I'm very proud of you as well. Thank you. You're it's been so awesome talking with you and seeing you again. You too. Anytime. I'd love to All come right, on dear. anytime. I'm going to have you back. All right. And we're going to do readings for people. Oh, yeah. Let's do that one. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. All right, sweetheart. I'll Thank talk to you, you. later. All right. All right bye. bye. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste.